How y'all doing? This is Leslie Cherie. You can follow me on Instagram at Leslie Cherie underscore L-E-S-L-I-E-S-H-E-R-I underscore. And I am rocking with Michelle C at Candy Kisses TV. It's the Jill of All Trades, Michelle C, a.k.a. DJ Make a Move. She cute. Your host of Candy Kisses TV everywhere you need to be. And if you don't know by now, it's not your typical interview, y'all. Candy Kisses, blown away. Candy Kisses, TV for tomorrow today. Throw that all the on that bitch. That you sound like Teddy Payne. Hi there, this is Kim Cole, and you are rocking with Candy Kisses TV. It's your boy Talon, baby. Michelle and Candy Kisses TV. With my girl Michelle C. Don't take it personal. Bruh, man, from the fifth floor in the ATL, chitty with Candy Kisses TV. What's up, y'all? You're watching Candy Kisses TV with my whole girl, Michelle. Hello there. Have you asked yourself what you're missing? I have. It's Candy Kisses TV. <laughs> girl michelle c aka dj make a move the jill of all trades and i'm back like i always do on another motivation monday now you know what we do right about this time each and every time i gotta threaten y'all a little bit i'm gonna need for y'all to subscribe now or i'm gonna tell you mama it's free 99 zero dollar it don't cost you nothing but a click a like a notification all that jazz go on hook your girl up all right so let's get back to the problem at hand now, I have met this lovely young lady working on a set. Uh, I don't, man, this is pre quarantine. Um, mm-hmm. Way, way, way back before we had to do all the mask and all the social distancing on um, on the set of F Boy Free by our homie, uh, director George Lott. But um, yes. I was able to, you know, paint on her face a little bit, give her a little razzle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but now, she is still on her acting journey and making big moves. Um, she is on a new show by director, uh, what is he, producer, writer, Christian Keys, executive pro- pro- uh, producer, Tyler Perry. Um, she's making some big moves on all the Queen's men. Okay. And on BT Plus, please give it up for Miss Leslie Cherie. Pew, pew, pew. Hey, y'all. <laughs> Drop all your social media bars and everything so they know how to follow you. You can follow me on IG at Leslie Cherie underscore L E S L I E S H E R I underscore. I'm here. All right. So we getting all the way in your business real quick. (laughs) (laughs) So the first question When did you know that you wanted to be in the entertainment industry? Um, it really happened. Two weeks before I moved to Atlanta when I went to a Beyonce concert. So basically, okay. she, it, crazy, right? Like, Beyonce, right. She's a great performer, you know, but she had said something at her concert that really settled with me. And she was like, you know, I used to come to Philly. Y'all used to boo me at Sixers games. Um, now I'm selling out stadiums three days in a row in y'all hometown. But I did this way just because I wanted it. I worked for it. So I'm like, hmm. 
she was like, you know, I'm not no regular girl. I had to work for what I got. It, I wasn't just handed it. So I'm like, all right, well, at that time I was working in DC um, at a computer job and I just did not like the cubicle life. That was not my personality. I didn't want that lifestyle for me. I was young. I didn't have a, a boyfriend, husband. I didn't have no kids. I was like, you know what? I'm young. Let me just 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 make make a decision what I want to do. So I literally put my two weeks notice in my job. I got in the car. My best friend drove down here with me and I moved to Atlanta and I got here. I started to take acting classes, go to networking events, um, start bartending for, you know, money to pay for everything. I had some money saved up for my computer job and I just went full in, ended up getting an agent and start booking stuff. Now, listen, I now I have a lot of good friends that's in the entertainment industry and the agent thing. We always, always stop people when they talk about the agent thing, because I know as, as I'm trying to get into my acting journey as well, that that is like the one thing that that's going to make a difference between you getting to the next level. But mm-hmm. we'll never want to share how they got to that agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are, are you willing to share how you got to your agent? I, I will. So I actually a lot of agencies, they only take people upon referrals. So I had someone, I was taking acting classes and I was in an acting class with um, someone um, named uh, Angela Castillo. Um, And I asked, you know, like, how did you get an agent? She's like, you know, I I like your acting. So I'll give you a referral because, you know, based upon me is how I'm going to get you in there. So your acting is good. So I'll give you a referral based upon my name. So she gave me the referral. I dropped her name and the email to the cast. I mean, to the actual agency. And within two weeks later, I received an email back, um, sending me an audition to audition for the agency. And then a week later, I was I was actually going to be a part of the agency. They gave me all the paperwork. I signed it. And that's how it went. Listen, you better tell these people your network is your net worth. Period. Oh. Okay. That's it. <laughs> and you and you met her. She was the um director on um Free as well. Angelica. Um uh, she it's really like who you know. It's really a who you know in this entertainment industry, honestly, because that's really yeah. how you get on, honestly. You can close mouths don't get fed. Absolutely. I tell all the, all the time people like, well, how do you know this? How you? And I'm just like, well, I'm the, the difference between me and most people when I'm in a setting or someone, I don't talk to just the who's who I don't like. For example, if I was in the setting in a room with the Jay-Z or the Beyonce, I'm not just going to aim at Jay-Z or Beyonce. I'm who's the nigga next to him. I need to know who that okay. is because he might be the upcoming. Oh, the, who, who's that sweeping? Because he ain't going to be sweeping for long. He might like the janitors. Janitors have dreams, too. And that one same yeah. person that yesterday could be directing today so you need to talk to everybody (laughs) okay and the first thing I was on so um when I was in college um they were shooting uh Southpaw the movie with Jake Gyllenhaal Rachel McAdams and um up there and I was just an extra but I was talking to one of the guys there who was in like wardrobe and when you were extra when you first get in there extras like well I'm extra I'm being a movie but as you as you start to build up you realize like that's the first tier gotta build up to talking and to the you know consistent booking so um I remember talking to this one guy and I was like um I'm gonna be a movie star one day and he was like dream big you're just an extra it was a guy in wardrobe I would never forget a fat white guy in wardrobe I would never forget this to this day so I was talking to everybody like you said um the casting directors uh the first AD I had got his attention I was talking to him like every day on set they were shooting for like three weeks up there so one day I asked him like do you need extra ring girls? Cause they're like future on the movie. So 
So mm-hmm. he was like, I mean, they flew these girls off from New York and L.A., um, so I don't think they need any more. But I'll ask, you know, it doesn't hurt to ask. So right. one day I'm sitting in the crowd just as an extra, and my name is called on the microphone saying, Leslie Wallace, go to wardrobe. And that's my real last name, Wallace, but I go by Leslie Sheree now. Um, so I'm like half sleep because, you know, you'd be sitting there on set for hours being an extra. So I go back to wardrobe and I run into that same guy who told me dream big, honey, when I said I'm going to be a movie star one day. And um, I was like, excuse me, sir, can you please point me in the direction of wardrobe? And I'll never forget his face when he saw me because he remembered me because, you know. So, yeah, so that was like the start of me wanting to even get into the industry working on that movie because it was some great cast and being pushed up from a, um, a extra to a future on there. I right. got the first couple scenes and a scene at the end of the movie as well. And just the pay bump that I got and just being in a room talking to we even got to eat at a different place. Talk about it. <laughs> they yes. took us to a whole different place to eat. And I felt so bad because I'm like, I still want to go with my friends. So I would go there and get the food. And I went back to go eat with my friends and share my food with them and stuff. So just just a good, humbling experience, too. Now, I wish. Now, I don't know if you did or not. You might. Because, I mean, you if you're a January baby like me, I, I, the petty in me. Like, as soon as I would have asked the fat man about the wardrobe, I was like, can you point me to wardrobe? And I would have been like, and also, can you pop my collar on the way? I just... See, you know, you sometimes just walk out with humbleness. Remember my face. Remember what you said. Remember how fast it works because manifestation is everything. Amen. A to the mm-hmm. mean. Okay. All right. <laughs> so when was your first paid acting gig? Was that, was that your first, like, bump up paid acting gig or? It was. And I had to, like, redo a whole different um, form and everything for it. Um, it was a, I want to say, like, I was getting paid like a regular, what was it? Recipe, regular yeah. pay. And then I got bumped up to like $200 um, extra. So I'm like, oh, well, this is nice. Hello? I got a separate wardrobe. I got the, they treat you differently. Now that is true. You know, yeah. that comes to the industry, but still remaining humble. But um, my actual like, your paid was when I actually got an agency and, you know, got more like speaking roles and stuff like that. So, okay. Now, what is your ultimate goal in the industry as far as I'm um, acting is concerned? Like, is there any? I mean, now you're also a producer and director as well. Like, what are your dreams with this industry? My dream, my dream is to be a director. Okay. Like the, hottest, the hottest shows or movie. I do right. I have a very creative mind. I like to think um, I have a lot of content um, that's stored right now that I'm just waiting to pitch to the right person, right people. Um, so my ultimate goal is to actually direct. I love being in front of the camera, but I love being behind the camera even more because it's just something different about helping bring something to life more than just your words, but your essence behind the camera to actually see it through. Yeah, because like when you when you direct it, you feel like, dang, I, I did that. Like even, mm-hmm. even if you're not physically doing it, the fact that it's almost like teaching a child. It's like, exactly. oh, it's because of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> And it's certain things that you see from behind the camera that you're seeing when you're in it. It's like a relationship. When you're in it, you feel a different way. People are like, no, we, you should do this, you should do that. But when you're out of the relationship, you like, dang, I, I see what you were saying now. So it's mm-hmm. like when you're outside directing it, it's like you can see things that probably the actor or yourself as acting can't even see. And I do eventually probably want to be like um, Jason Bateman. Um, he's an yeah. actor. He, uh, What was the uh, TV show? That's still not out, but they are recording it right now. Ozark. You yes. baby, that's so you know. Look, you know I yes. know. they they back to recording right now. So let's hope we get we get it soon. But um, 
he writes, he directs, and then he hops in front of the camera and he acts. Mm -hmm. That's the ultimate goal, you know, triple threat. And he's hilarious. And he is hilarious. Like, like, it's a serious show, but like, if you if you are a fan of comedy like I am, you could just feel like, oh, he's stupid for real. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he was a fool on Horrible Bosses. I was like, you know what? I can't. I can't. It's so effortlessly. It just comes so effortlessly. Like that dry sense of humor. I love it. I love it. Right. <laughs> yes. Yes. What is something valuable that you learned during the quarantine time? Um, to not stop. Um, a lot of production stopped during quarantine because I mean, ultimately no one knew where the world was going at that point. Um, yeah. but I was in a house with another, I had a, um, my roommates were also in the acting um, industry. So mm -hmm. we would do things like doing auditions, even if you weren't getting any, we would be writing stuff. I recorded, um, something during quarantine time as well that, um, is in post-production myself. Um, yes. Yeah, so we just kept, kept our minds and kept being creative about it and kept recording things. Um, I was doing some things for Slutty Vegan, um, with some branding ambassador doing funny skits for them. Um, just keep it active because acting is also a skill, just like anything else. If you don't use it, you lose it. So you have to keep, continue, you know, continue with it. And, um, I think that's what I learned during quarantine, just to keep going. And I actually booked my first, um, commercial where I played the lead in during quarantine. And I went on set, um, it was for a bank, and I went on set, everyone had their mask on and everything, um, had to take a COVID test before we went, of course. Um, so that was that was different because it was a really small set, but everything was definitely um, compliant with the COVID rules, so. Nice, you were still working. I was, listen, listen, I wasn't gonna let no virus stop me. As long as it was coming, I was gonna keep going. Listen, you yeah, hey, I we made a whole game during the quarantine, so you know I know, honey. We was yeah, that and that's that's, that's amazing. Somebody make I might need to holler at you off the air about that. Come on now. Look, <laughs> let's go. All right, now how was your auditioning process for your new series, All the Queen's Men? So that's actually funny because I auditioned for All the Queen's Men back in April when quarantine, I mean when COVID first started. Okay. Right? Not this April that, that we just kind of went through, but the April before that. So this has been a long process. So I had a, um, I got an email from my agent in November uh, saying that I was pinned for the role. Um, and at that time, it was a whole different name. I was a whole different person. It was Jamie Singleton on a show now, Teresa Singleton. Right. So it took a couple months to even get the initial um, email from my agent that I was even pinned for the role and pinned for the role just mean that you're on hold with probably a couple other people in there just trying to see who they want to use. Okay. Right? So I didn't even realize what show it was because it was usually when you audition, you hear back if you got the role within a couple of weeks because you're shooting that within a couple of weeks after that. Mm -hmm. So it was months, but again, because of COVID, everything was kind of drawn out. So when I got the email, I had to go back into my um, EcoCast on Actors Access and see what show was it that I auditioned for and go look at that audition. I did not remember, honestly. I was just like, what, what, what is this? So mm -hmm. I looked at the audition, I said, oh, I remember this. Okay, that was months ago, but mm -hmm. we're getting some action. So um, I want to say on Thanksgiving, that was the beginning of November, on Thanksgiving, I received a text from my agent saying I booked the role and asking me, um, was I available for the shoot, the set shoot dates at the time? 
So I was excited. I was like, this is it. This is Tyler Perry. Oh my gosh, it's Christian Keys. Like these are like notable names. So I was like, all right, this is great. Like, oh my goodness, mom, this will happen. Dad, look, look. So um I ended up booking that role and um it got pushed out. We were supposed to go in the beginning of December. Um or the end of November, we ended up going to begin of December. I think it was like December 6th through like the 23rd. It was amazing because we were at like a adult camp. We were all together. We had to take like three COVID tests before we got the role. I mean, before we actually are able to go on the um, campgrounds, um, on the actual campgrounds, that was in a process in itself. It was amazing. We all had a house, um, two people towards a house for like the main cast. We got breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, when we were on set, we had a proper chef that cooked for us. Um, our oh, hair, our clothes, oh, feet, did you say a personal chef that cooked for us when we were like actually had our set days? Mm-hmm. Oh, come on now, luxury. We had a uh, we had little go karts that we can use to get around campus. Um, he had um, a fun night that was called um, uh, movies on the lawn, but it was inside because it was freezing cold. And I got to actually show one of the. Um, short films that I made on there. So that was a blessing in itself. Like one of my short films are being played on the Tyler Perry studio grounds. Exactly. Yes. Um, But it was just overall nice. The cast was amazing. No one had a high ego. Everyone got along. Again, we were there. We couldn't leave for two and a half weeks. We were there just filming. And we did a lot of outside scenes and people don't know, like even like on episode nine, it's a, a swim, um, it's a, a pool scene. It was freezing. It was December. We were shooting at night. Oh, it was wow. cold outside. Yeah. So when we shoot, as soon as they said, you know, cut, we're wrapping robes around us trying to stay warm outside because it's freezing. They have heat lamps out there, but you got to act like you're not cold while you performing and it's kind of hard. So, but overall it was fun. The cast was amazing. The directors were amazing. Even just everyone from the people, um, who drove the vans that picked us up and dropped us off, who worked all around the clock. He had um, trucks out there at night when we got off set for alcohol trucks and food trucks. It was amazing. And I found out I was pregnant towards the end of me being on set. So that was fun. And people don't know, we went back twice to to film because originally it was eight 30 minute episodes. It Mm -hmm. turned into 10 one hour episodes um, once Tyler Perry got his hands on it and added more stuff to it. Okay. Um, for longevity so that was amazing meeting him was amazing being directed by him was amazing right a dream come true you just sitting there like is this really happening pinching yourself making sure you're still there like yeah everything was just it was just phenomenal honestly and the I, second time i was there i had to reshoot one of or add to one of the scenes i had already shot and at this time i'm five months pregnant the first time i was only six weeks pregnant so i'm literally sucking my stomach in while i'm doing that and you can kind of see my stomach a little bit. Um, if you know, then you know. You can kind of no, you because I mean, baby, you you ain't no huge person, so you will know because you is your body. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, so it was just a fun process, even to say that I was pregnant shooting a TV series is just amazing. Were you pregnant when you were shooting the infamous scene? That no, that's when I was I was, but I was only six weeks, and I didn't know at that time. I okay. didn't know at that time. Okay. <laughs> Cause that scene was woo. Even being um, I always ask people that because I've never met anybody that was able to. Well, 
I've never met knew anybody personally that has a scene like that that I was able to ask questions. So when you do scenes like that, and for those that haven't watched the series yet, you need to watch all the Queen's Men, watch the whole series, and you understand which scene. But um, but that's on episode five that she's talking about. <laughs> like shoot racy scenes like that. Like how do you get past the? I, I guess the fear. Because it's like, everybody's going to see this. Everybody's watching this uncomfortable moment. I mean, you didn't make it look uncomfortable. Look like you had a great time. (laughs) (laughs) But how do you get past that kind of like, you know? So um, they had what's called an intimacy coordinator on set. Never heard of it. Never knew what it was. They had to explain it to me. It's basically a person who comes to you. They come to you and your partner who you're doing an intimate scene with. They ask you, what are your do's and don'ts? What are your wants and dis-wants? What are you comfortable enough going? What are you not comfortable with? So they really work with you. Um, they don't make it uncomfortable at all. All the stuff that you see, they have, uh, what is it called? Prosthetics. So uh-huh. stuff isn't really, what you think you see, you're really not seeing because it's fake stuff that they put on there. And then also. They make the stuff? Huh? They actually like make the stuff and put it in the, okay. Yeah, like, so like fake penises, fake, if I could say that on here, like, yeah, so it's like strap, kind of like strap-ons, kind of. Okay. Well, you know, oh. it's funny you say that, because one of my favorite movies is uh, Step Brothers, mm-hmm. and when he put his nutsack on the drum uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. that was pathetic, and I was like, okay! <laughs> yeah. Um, And then even, like, the naked scenes we have on underwear that has a cushion in between, so we don't really feel anything. Okay. Oh, yeah, wow. so... I learned all of this. And again, they ask you, um, before you do the scene, we run through the scene as a, a choreographed practice with the intimacy coordinator so that they can see how to, you know, how to make it look real without actually trying to do everything, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah um, they, the way they shot that, you couldn't tell me that wasn't real. The way they shot that was crazy. And Kim Fields was directing that episode. She had already left to go shoot, um, I believe, the Upshaws. But she called on FaceTime, got on the phone with me on FaceTime. It was like telling me exactly like how she wants the scene to look, how she wants my body to be. It was just a dream. But um, how to get past that fear? With sex scenes. Huh? Let me find out Tootie directed sex scenes. Uh Uh-huh. And then she said to the other day on her um, live that it was very different than what she ever done before. So it took her out of her comfort zone as well. But it came out even just the angles that they shot was really good. But um, to get past that fear... I'm a real, uh, what should I call it? Um, I'm a real free spirit. So I feel like it's art. It's art. It's a, it's a form of art. I'm an actress. We act. This is what we do. We have to bring something to life. Um, I did tell my dad not to watch that, that, uh, episode or the end of the episode, which it comes on, um, I did forewarn people, you know, it is a racy TV show. So you're yeah. going to get some racy things that you see going on. You know, don't don't feel whatever. But ultimately, um, my scene partner, which was Bolo, uh, Bolo the Entertainer, he's such he's such a great person. He made me feel so comfortable when my skirt was trying to come up. He would try to pull it down. When my top was trying to come down, he would try to pull me closer so that, you know, things wouldn't happen. So it ended up being a really comfortable experience for me. Okay, well, I, I know Bolo from the the his other career. 
But I mean, not a bad thing. He's he's always been a gentleman or whatever. Because I That's actually such a gentleman. I met him on accident because, like, you know, I'm makeup artist by trade, so mm -hmm. I used to go to the shows and I would be selling products to the the fans that were there. Right. So just you know, meeting him and then seeing like he's doing his job, but he's not being over the top, you know. Yeah. And I will say, when it comes to shows like that, I because I've never had I've never been to like a um. I guess a striptease show or whatever until mm -hmm. I started making money selling product. Mm -hmm. And I respect it so much more than what I thought it was. Cause now I can see the art in it. The like, mm -hmm. Oh, they're dancers. Like they're not just, Oh, like look at me now. Like they, they're choreographed. They're choreographed dancers. Yes. <laughs> so yes. I see what you're doing over there. <laughs> uh -huh. He had a birthday party um, that a whole bunch of the cast ended up going to and just seeing them outside of, you know, filming or the choreographed scenes, making their own things was just a, a huge treat in itself too, because they're all cool people and they 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 really take this trait and they do it well. So yeah, they they hey, I ain't mad at one bit. Uh, <laughs> now, how were you able to stay motivated like during the downtime? Because I know you said you were working, but a lot of the people that I have talked to that was in the industry, some of them had you know suffered from depression for a little while until they got got out that and then decided to you know get counseling or whatever they did. But like, what kept your um, mind level headed during like the quarantine time when it wasn't a lot of work? Um, I think just just trying to stay in it as much as I can, like. I produced a lot of content with just even my friends just to stay in it because I love I love the art artistry. I wrote a lot during the time. Um, I took a real estate class during the time um, to get my real estate license. Um, I I don't I don't know. I, I just I just started doing a lot of things. And because I was in a house with other artists, it made it easier for me because we were like just bouncing off of each other as well. Well, see, that's the difference, though, because you weren't by yourself. Like, do you yeah, feel like the same, same kind of, I guess, uh, drive if you didn't have any, like, let's just say if you had to quarantine by yourself, do you feel like your drive would have been the same? Oh, 100% no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I too, like, you know, you're in the house, you can't do anything, you're low-key, it, it causes depression within itself. So, and then if you're going from prior pre-quarantine you uh, I was getting to the point where I was doing a lot of auditioning through my agency so it's like for everything to just kind of stop and to yeah. get an audition every once in a blue moon we used to audition at least a couple times a week it's like what's going on <laughs> like you know I'm used to doing this staying busy and now it's just kind of like nothing so that's why I had to be proactive and create my own things shoot my own things keep practicing on my own um, different casting agencies were doing um, different things that you can like they would send out um, a script and you would perform and they would pick like the top five a lot of cast agencies was doing that too like just to keep I guess the artists motivated as well and to keep their minds working so yeah yeah but I did um, end up um, I did end up obviously getting pregnant during quarantine so <laughs> you stay busy <laughs> stay busy, got busy did whatever I had to do so we are moving on to well no you know what I definitely have to ask you this before we move on to the fun okay name one entrepreneur that you look up to and why Issa Rae and Is I look up Issa Rae um, no, no doubt she kind of how I'm trying to move doing my own thing building my own thing um, she says something that stuck with me work across don't work up so work across work with the people that you already know 
So a lot of things that I create and shoot, I ask my friends, I don't have the big bucks, like, you know, big productions have, so I can't pay you, but I can pay right. for your gas. I can get you food, but I really want to produce this. Can you come help me? And I'll help you with whatever you need. And that's really how I gained a lot of um, relationships throughout this whole thing too. Um, as for other um, entertainers is because I scratch your back, you scratch mine. If you help me do produce this, which I made, I'll help you with whatever you need. And I've brought a lot of, of my friends on in this industry doing different things. I actually produced a, a music video the for, for the first time during this um, segment. And I was able to bring a lot of my friends who I worked with before to help me and to actually get paid for stuff like that because of it. Um, so Issa Rae, she, I look up to her because she started doing her own thing, writing her own stuff, putting it on YouTube herself, not having money, so paying, I mean, so having her friends help her out with it. And years later, she pitched it to the right network and she's on now. Now she's producing so many different things because she believes in herself by herself. That's so right. I, I I look up to her. I want to work with her one day, even if I can shadow her, um, just because I want to do the same thing. A lot Maybe. of people, they look at people who are making big moves as, you know, oh, clout, 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 like, Work with the people beside you because, like you said earlier, that janitor today can be a director tomorrow. That's right. So that's it. That's ultimately what I want to do. And I look up to her because she's did it and she's brought her people along on the big screen who helped her before she even got to that point. So I really respect that. Respect her grind because she kept going no matter what. That's right. Like one thing I will say, I, I am blessed to have some good friends and all of them are kind of entrepreneurial uh fueled and i you know everybody's like okay you know they they support it like michelle one day you're gonna blow and i'm like okay cool but i told them straight up one day if i blow i ain't got i don't want no excuses we all going on vacation mm -hmm. as entrepreneurs we don't do we always work uh -huh. <laughs> trying, to, trying to find the next thing Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, yeah, if I if I ever get a million dollars, well, you have no excuse. You get a babysitter for that one. You can do this. We are going on a trip. Oh, look, look you got it. You got to Got to Definitely support those around you who support you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. What are some words of wisdom you would give any upcoming entertainer entrepreneur? I would say um, to jump in it full, full, full on, and keep mm -hmm. going. It's not. You're not going to get it. I think the one thing that I had to change my mindset when I first moved down here is I gave myself two years to make it, whatever that means in this industry. Okay. Um, and as I was taking classes and networking and actually getting into the thick of it, I realized don't put a time limit on it. Yeah. Because like certain people, they don't blow until they're in their thirties and their forties and they, you know, put their all into it. But I would just say to jump full on and to keep going because it's not something that'll happen when you want it to happen. You right. just have to be prepared because when that right opportunity comes, you have to show out because if you don't, you'll miss it and you'll never get it again. And baby, you've been showing out, honey. You've been doing your thing. <laughs> I've been trying. So we're going to move on to the fun now. All right. Yeah. So we're going to get into like, you know, just a little fun quirks about you. Who is your favorite rapper and singer and why? My favorite rapper is definitely J. Cole because he the realest alive. He speaks okay. the real. I can't get down with this new age rap. I don't know what it is. It's a good bop in a club, I guess. But J. Cole actually speaks those real words and I can just get with it. You know, not about bees and holes and money and club, but real stuff. Um, My favorite singer... That's a hard one because I'm such an R&B girl. Okay. Um, but I'll say my favorite uh, melodically would probably be Janae Aiko. 
Really? Okay. Yeah. I love like I, I I could she just she's a vibe. Like she's a vibe. She's definitely but I like her pen skills. I don't know. I mean, not that she can't sing, but I mean I like her her lyric her lyrical ability, her writing ability more than anything. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But okay, I see where you're coming from. Okay. <laughs> Real chill vibe all the time. And she be saying that real stuff I can feel. Like, I just feel her. Like, yes. Like, when she's singing, you be like, dang. I've been there. Done that. That's what I'm saying. That pin game. That's uh-huh. all strong. Strong. All right. So, we are moving on to Kiss or Diss. Mm. This is Celebrity Crushes. You're deciding who you kissing, who you dissing. All right. We got Idris Elba or Michael Ely. Who you kissing, who you dissing? Oh. Idris Alba. I don't like light skinned boys. What? No, I don't. Well, I don't have a preference. I don't care what skin they are as long as they're <laughs> I just feel like, like, with the, with the pretty eyes, I just feel like every light skinned guy, like, when, maybe it was just a thing when I was younger and I used to talk to them. It used mm-hmm. to just be like they were too good or they would just always be the cheaters. Like, dang. But oh, my, oh, these ugly men be cheating too now. Man, for real. Like, you know, we just throw the whole, throw the whole guy, guy, guy race away. Like, <laughs> No, but Idris Alba for sure. All right. That accent too. Ooh. Listen, when I first met him and I was just like, he threw me off because I thought it was playing. Oh, you met him, girl? Give it a We was on the hip hop, uh, was it hip hop honors when it first 2006? I was in the back doing makeup and we were doing it. I was like, that's that's Ringer Bell. That's that's him. And he was like, Hey, how you doing? But he did it his accent. He was like, Hey, I don't I don't know how to do his accent. But I was just like, Oh, you funny. And he was just like, What are you talking about? He was just like, just kept talking. I was like, Oh no, that's for real. <laughs> he was like, Yeah, I'm from London. I was like, Oh, okay, even better. Okay. Yes, he's from London and he talks like this. <laughs> oh, honey, like if I didn't think he was fine, but I like I always thought he was fine, but when he did that accent, I was like, Okay, now you super fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Had him his cape. Okay. They said. All right, Michael B. Jordan or Trey Songs. Who you kissing, who you dissing? Ooh, ooh, that's oh, that's a hard one. Um, ooh, I'll probably say Trey Song so he can sing in my ear. Wow. Mm. No. <laughs> yes. Okay. Last but not least, Morgan Freeman or Flavor Flav? Who you kissing? Who you chill out? Chill out. <laughs> I'm gonna give my grandpa Morgan Freeman a kiss on the cheek. <laughs> okay. <all right. laughs> I'm moving on. Next, we have our DAQs that stands for dumbass questions. They're just random fun questions I want answered. All right. You could be a superhero. What would your superhero name be and what would be your superpower? My superpower would be to um, teleport because I'm I'm real bad with timing. I'm getting better. I have my clocks in my house set a couple minutes ahead of time because I'm real bad with timing. Um, I'll be to teleport and maybe teleport Nisa. (laughs) 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 Ah, Teleport Nisa so I can get to places on time. And because, like, just being in a car, flying, whatever, like, I want to go to the Bahamas tomorrow. I'm here. (laughs) That's how you do that. If you can punch somebody square in the face from your past with no consequences, who would it be and why? Ooh. Ooh. 
be would be one of my exes because of how he handled me. Like I was just a regular degular smegular girl and I'm not. But I was a young boy and I had to learn my ways. And, you know, I was a little toxic back then, too. So I can't fault it all on that. But it would, it would definitely probably be, be, be an ex. I don't want to say the name, but definitely an ex. Oh, no, no. You ain't got to. Yeah, yeah. You, 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 you got to just, when it comes to the ex, you know, the statute of limitations, you don't want to, you know, incriminate yourself. So. <laughs> all right. What is the most horrible name you can name a free clinic? Oh, shoot. Um <laughs> Uh, STD free? I don't know. Okay. STD, STD me, maybe. Where you to find out if you're STD free? Okay. 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 Well, hey, that's the way to find out. <laughs> now we are moving on to. Opera that thing out. This is oh, a fantastic. <laughs> so what you are doing, you are singing a theme song, R&B song, rap song, whatever song you know at least one full verse to, but you got to sing it in your best opera voice. Ah! <laughs> um, dang. Uh, dang, now I got, you just got to throw a song at me. I'm, I don't know. Be a nursery rhyme? Be, anything. Um, I feel like you need to sing with me. To make it more, oh, no, this is this is more your talent. <laughs> um, I'm gonna sing a nursery rhyme while my okay. daughter over here is sleeping. Um, <laughs> the wheels on the bus go round and round, round and round, round and round. The wheels on the bus go round and round all through the town. <laughs> <laughs> now, why, now look, why does it seem like every time us as a people sing opera, we always got to do this? <laughs> look, because you know that's what we know it as. You know what I'm saying? Not that I've ever been to opera before, but I feel like I've seen it on movies and this is what they be doing. This is our signature <laughs> opera movie. This is it. <laughs> that's it. I can lip sync it up as long as I got the pose with it, I'll be good. Okay. <laughs> that, <are> you <laughs> All right, so now we are moving on to GMG. That stands for What Grinds Your Gloss. Name one of your pet peeves. Oh, one of my pet peeves as my older self is saying you're going to do something and have I have to remind you of it over and over. I hate reminding. I hate like having to remind somebody, especially when if the roles are reversed and the shoes mm -hmm. on the other foot, you would be upset about this. So why not treat me the way I would treat you and handle me with the same care? Like that grinds my gears. Saying something and, and, and not doing it or having to be reminded because I only have one child that I just had. I don't want to be no by parent that I don't have to be. Right. That's, listen, you better say that. That's my gloss. Mm. Like, I don't want to repeat myself 30, 50, 11 times. Just do it when I ask you. Literally, it's a turnoff for, for men, for, for, for friends, for family. Like, I don't even want to be even associated with you if I have to keep, you know, especially something I should have to. Well, that's right. Well, we are moving on to last but not least is our game Sing a Do. Now, Sing a Do is a family friendly game that me and my homeboy DJ Ostar created over the quarantine. So, what you're doing, you're singing the melody of a song, but you can only use the word do. 
So then you have to guess as many songs as you can within 60 seconds and vice versa. So I'm going to start you off, give you an idea how to play it. So I'm going to sing the song in the melody, um, using the word do, and you have to guess what I'm singing. We have categories, hip hop and R&B, greatest hits, pop billboard hits, country rock, singer do favorites, old school TV themes, party and dances. Now my lane is R&B, so that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Mine too. We right. here. You ready? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, it's hip hop and R and B. All right. Do 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 <laughs> now next one. Um oh do 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 no, I got do it again. Do it again. Do the do it again. Do 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 I get so weak and then that's why melody my melody is more on point. We gotta get this melody. Oh, did you know? Don't melody, please. I feel like I need a redo. I feel like I need a redo. 
<laughs> Last one. Okay. Uh-huh. Do 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 that's the homie, yeah. I've been knowing Sunshine for a minute. That is the homie. Oh, yeah. Oh. Shouts to her. Shouts to her. Legend. Well, that has been another episode of Candid Kisses TV on another Motivation Monday. Please let them know how to find you again and what you're doing next because they got to know where to pull up in so they can see you. Eh, you can find me at Leslie Cherie underscore on IG. Um, as of right now, I just had my baby. She's a month old. So. I'm just now hopping in back into the auditioning reel again. Um, prayerfully, everybody's watching all the Queens men and niggas books for another season because my character was introduced, but we won't go further next season. Um, and I'm just still um, directing is a TV series that's um, getting pitched called Hard Drive that I was assistant director on that hopefully we hear something good soon. Um so yeah, we just I'm gonna just continue writing, putting out content for y'all, and hoping to hop back into this next season. Well, you know, if y'all need me to pull up, whether you need me to be acting or doing the makeup, I will. Listen, how <laughs> Tyler Perry works is everybody who's in there is somebody mm-hmm. who they know who they know because he just brings them in like that. So you know, we can yeah. talk off the screen. Let me tell you something. One thing I was able to, I was blessed. And when I say blessed, I was blessed to able to be do to do makeup for him for well, this pre quarantine uh, for sisters. Mm-hmm. When I tell you that was the most fun I ever had on set in my life. I bet. I bet. <laughs> and then I don't know if you know him. He's a good friend of mine. He's he's actually one of the main characters on Sisters. He, uh, Kevin Walton. He plays Aaron. Mm-mm. So well, he's he, this was so fun. I didn't know he's been acting for years, but I didn't know that he was um you know on the series or whatever. So you know how you okay. you're waiting for your next okay, we need makeup over here or whatever. You're reading the script and you're looking at who's on the, the thing in the cast. I'm like, Kevin, what's that? Like? Is that the same? Could it possibly be my friend Kevin? I don't know. I just happened to inbox and was like, hey, I don't know if this is the same Kevin watching, but if it is, I don't know where you at, but I'm in the same spot. Cause pull up, pull up, pull up on me. But you know how big Tyler Perry's thing is. So I asked my other Bridget Crider, shout out to Bridget Crider, because um, she's a key makeup artist there. And I was like, hey, where are the rest of the people at? Because I think my boy Kevin is here. She was like, do you know how big this lot is? There's no way. There ain't no where this is again. <laughs> Listen, all the different studios, the lots, the different places. This man has built. This man has built a Hollywood set on there. Like he's still building on his set. Like this is crazy. This man is doing it. This black man is doing it for himself and bringing. Do you see the show? It's nothing but black people on there. It's nothing but black artists showing homage. When I tell you it is the most amazing, I don't care if you're on his lot for two seconds, you're going to be amazed. You're going to be like, wow. It just motivates you to let you know all things are possible. All things. All things. That's why, as an artist, especially entrepreneur in this in this industry, don't give up at any moment. Just be ready. Just be ready. That's the key point. Just be ready. Because if you're not ready, you will miss the opportunity that you might not be able to get back. So once you get the opportunity, be ready. You better say that. Mm. You better. You're preaching a good word today, ma'am. <laughs> nah, yes. 
<laughs> that has been another episode again. So we drop every Monday, Thursday, and every other Friday. We are on Anchor. We are on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, all things streaming platform, all that stuff. We, we out here. Subscribe. Subscribe. Hit that cash up at. I think, I think I need to go ahead and uh, threaten him again. Subscribe now. I'm going to tell you, Mom. Just saying. <laughs> we will see you. <laughs> we will see you next time. Guess what? Singer Dude the Game Show is coming. Hosted by comedian Tyler Chronicles from More Than Culture Podcast and V103. Do you want the opportunity for your brand to be introduced to 25,000 supporters on social media? If so, sponsorship opportunities are available. This is your chance for your brand to be featured on the hot new game show Singer Dude, More Than Culture Podcast as well as Candid Kisses TV Podcast. Contact CandidKissesTV at gmail.com for sponsorship opportunities. Deadline for sponsorship is October 30th, so act fast. Sing a dude. Sing a dude. Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it? Can you do it like this? Can you do it real quick? Go get it. Candid Kisses TV is brought to you by Kissable Lips Cosmetics. You can be kissed without kissable lips. Shop kissablelipscosmetics.com today for all your beauty needs. Guess what? Candid Kisses TV has merch. That's right. You can find it at artistperiod.com. We have everything you need. We have hoodies. We have coffee mugs. We even have throw pillows and beach towels for the summer. (laughs) Get it right. Keep it tight. Listen, everything you need to get your drip right, artistperiod.com has it for you. That's A-R-T-I-S-T-P-E-R-I-O-D.com. Get your drip right with artistperiod.com and Candid Kisses TV. Make sure you get it today.